people shrivel up their face and you know they say well you know the Lord's not deaf well he ain't nervous either so, <laughs> anyway it's good for your soul to remind yourself that he reigns in absolute authority there's none before him there will be none after him and when God rules in your family and in your life there's no appellate court he just speaks and Kelly you were on this morning I thought I'd yeah usually usually if I underdress I feel a freedom and a liberty to, to. no I was talking about me like if I'm not no no that was part of the instructions see I'm showing you it's the timing it's yeah yeah anyway. Listen, you outdress me most of the time, so uh, I'm just arm candy. I know the deal. Uh, Church family, uh, for about the last, I'm shifting gears, by the way, for those of you who are visiting with us. For about the last nine or ten months, we have been blessed as the Lord's added to our church family, a fellow pastor and his wife, uh, Brad Nowell and his family to our church Brad came from many years of successful ministry, and I don't mean that as flattery, I mean that as fact, Uh, in Dexter, Georgia. I've been here, we started 27 years ago, and he was in Dexter 27 years at one place, and I told him this morning, um, it's just the truth, I've been in the same district since I surrendered my life to Christ in my 20s, and I've never heard one negative thing about him or his family or character or ministry and after 27 years when he came I said you know I'm not going to throw a saddle on you right when you get here just know that I know where you are you know and so the other day just the simple truth I just had him on my mind all the time and I don't think about Brad all day every day you know but I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like Lord do you want me to call him and today he told me he and his wife that it was a a strategic time for a confirmation of something else they were praying. And so I just believe that uh, not only has the Lord graced us with him and his family, but that he has a word from heaven for us today. So would you welcome my friend and our brother, Brad Now. I guess so. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right. Amen. This is valuable. Sometimes we underestimate how much it means to make that decision on the first day of the week to be in the house of the Lord, but somebody else needed you to be here today. Somebody needed you beside them. Somebody needed to be able to look around and say, hey, men, wave at me just right quick, guys. Good to see you out here today, man. Hey, you are valuable, sir. I'm telling you, there are those that need to see your calloused hands lifted up to the Lord Jesus. There's folks that need to know that this is a priority to you. And there are those today, Pastor Wade, right on the money, man, that were those that are sick, man, need to know, need to have us when we talk to them this afternoon say, hey, we prayed for you at church today. If this wasn't going on, then we couldn't say that to them. But here we are. Here we are gathered in the house of the Lord. And um, wow, bro- brother, brother John, ever since I turned this thing on, I want to call somebody catfish. 
I, I, I don't know what the, I don't I don't know what the deal is right there. But you guys are not catfishes. I, I'm telling you, man. You you are you are nothing but the top notch right there. So uh, so man. Man, my name's Brad Nowell, and uh, my wife is Lori, and our kids, we've got three children, and uh, one of those, Alexandria, is in the military, she's 21, and uh, Anna is here today, she's a senior in, uh, at Mary Persons High School this year, and Jamie is here in uh, service with, with Pastor Steve and Sister Amy Billsland, he's in the sixth grade, so, he's, so we are honored to get to be here Man, we went from a thriving church environment that we'd been at for many, many, many years. I'll give you just a quick rundown of that. Um, I came in 1993 to pastor my wife's home church. And so we, I came there, and she chased me all over the place. Finally, I stumbled one day and, and fell. She jumped square on top of me and said, Hey, man, you are not marrying anybody else. I said... Yes, ma'am. Amen. All right. So uh, for 31 years, we've been married. And so, man, yeah, man. Amen. Amen. Yes. Somebody said, what do you think about being married? I said, I think if I wasn't married to her, I'd ask her today to, to marry me. I, I love it. I'm pro-marriage, uh, and thanks, th- I'm thankful to God to get to do that. And so I get to be a Christian, and I get to be a husband, and I get to be a daddy, and I get to be a servant in the kingdom of God. Man, th- those things, I look around at times and just in humility before God and say, Lord, does it get any better than this? And then I'm reminded one of these days we're going to heaven and, and we'll take that next step. But wow, man, I'm grateful. It doesn't mean we don't, don't struggle. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges. It just means that these four words ring ever true, but God is faithful. But God is faithful, and we can count on him. And so how in the world does a guy 27 years at one place um, get the, the call to go and do something different? Uh, for about a year prior to our transition, just in my heart, there was this, uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit, you know, he doesn't give you a, a, a set of plans that are rolled up, and you just unroll them, and you see the whole deal. It's just like he says in my heart, get ready. I said, okay, I'm, I'm getting as ready as I think I know how to, but uh, I, I'm willing, I'm ready, I'm, I, I want to get ready. So we were in the middle of a capital campaign, got that completed, raised all the money, had that in the bank for a new building, and so that was a completion that was really near to me, and um, then we did, when COVID hit, back March of, tw- of 20, we did a remodel of a uh, sanctuary, our original sanctuary, and turned it into a, a youth sanctuary, but we met in there for, for a season. So that part was done, and the Holy Spirit just said to my heart, now you're done. I said, done? I mean, I, what, you mean done? He said, oh yeah, you, you are done. And so an opportunity came. The door was opened and afforded to us to come and be the directors of Timberlake Retreat Center. Some of you know that as Camp Timberlake. And so we had that opportunity. July 2020, we had that opportunity to come. And so June 30th, of 2020, our 30th anniversary was our last day in Dexter, Georgia. And so we transitioned, came here in the middle of a pandemic. So we go from a thriving church environment to Timberlake Retreat Center with four people on the campus. Me, Lori, Anna, Jamie, no camps, 
Nobody coming by. Nobody, nothing going on. I'm telling you, nothing but grass growing and crickets chirping and us. And so, so man, we, we were just in a place. We weren't used to that. We were, we were used to a thriving church environment, and so here we go. So we feel like Moses kind of on the backside of the desert a little bit. And so here we are, and we get to that place. And, uh, man, when we come, one of the ve- we're church people, man. We believe in the church, and we are a part of the church, and we're connected to the church. And so it took us to December to get here with you. And I want you to know why we're here today. Myself and our family are here because of Jesus and because of you. Because Jesus is our leader, and he led us in this direction. But you, when we got here, you embraced us with open arms. You, you spent time with us. We were able to cultivate relationships. And many of you, I don't even know yet, but I look forward to us being able to have a relationship together. And so, man, that's how, that's how we came here and, and how God led us to Christ Chapel. And we are absolutely honored to get to be here. All right, today, let's, let's shift gears just a little bit. Today, man, Pastor John's preaching is top-notch in my opinion, man. I, I don't know, so I, I'm not here today to in any wise uh, even try to come close to where my brother is. I'm telling you, I, I just want to hear from God and do what he says and not mess it up too bad. How, how about that plan? How about that plan? <laughs> hear from God, do what he says, and not mess it up too bad, but some, from, from years of pastoring, 27 of them from years, the time when I messed up royally is what people remembered the most. So <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I have fought a mischievous spirit most all of my saved adults know breathing life. And so, and so, man, sometimes days are worse than others. And so, so today we're pretty good, though, not, not the mischievous spirit today. Hallelujah, man. That's right. Woo. Man, we had a pastor, and, I, and he had sung a solo, and I went back to the back. He said, give me some water before I preach. So I went back there, and I, I got, reached in the cabinet, got out a glass, put water in there, and looked over there, and there was a salt shaker. And it seems as though it spoke unto me and said, uh, woo, man, if you put salt in that water, he would recognize it immediately. So I salted it and stirred it up good and put it up there. I'm not going to drink any of this today just because whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap, you know. Woo, man, wow. So, so Pastor got through with his, you know, he's about to preach, and he takes that man, spits it right back in the glass. And, man, there were folks that thought that was hilarious, man. They thought that was, and all the good things we did. They remember salt in the water that day. So, uh, wow. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, to tighten it up and get much more mature than that. So, wow, man. Mm. Man, Pastor John's been preaching about everyday life, about how we go about this life. And as I thought about the times in which we are right now, boy, these are unusual days, aren't they? Man, until two years ago, had you ever put together the statement, global pandemic? I mean, we we didn't even think anything about that. What in the world? Then March 2020 came along, and it seems like things just kind of went off course, and and what in the world is all this deal? And then for those that are in this room that have, have been touched by coronavirus, 
man, you know how real that is and, and uh, the reality of that in our world today. And so then with a global pandemic, with a, a media that focused on focuses on the negative and the, the down and the things that are, that are there. And so, man, if you get inundated with all of that at one time, it's easy to be discouraged. It's easy for believers to be discouraged when we get submerged in all of this stuff going on around us. Well, the good news is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hebrews 13, 8 tells us about that reality. So I, I wanted to come back to that place and just kind of help us refocus a little bit. Just to help refocus today. So as I think about uh, a golf teacher whose name was Harvey Pinnock. Some of you may be familiar with him. He was the golf coach at the University of Texas in Austin for 33 years. In those 33 years, they accumulated five NCAA championships. He had come through his, his school there and had the opportunity to teach greats like Betsy Rawls and Ben Crenshaw, Tom Kite, over 270 PGA Tour wins from his students were credited to his teaching ability and his, his uh, ability to work with them and help them to be their absolute best. Well, in 1995, he died at the age of 90, but right toward the very end of his life, he wrote about four books, was part of the way finished with the fourth one when he passed away, but he wrote, the very first book that he wrote was with a, an author named Bud Frake, and he wrote a book called the, the Little Red Book of Golf Instruction. And so he wrote that book and had in there the sage advice that he'd given to golfers through the years, and so... Really, when I read that book and I, I just was reminded about his life and the difference that he made in so many others, he had a statement in that book that he made that have just, it's just stuck with me for many, many years. And this statement that he made was this, to his, to his students, to his pupils, to some of the best of golfers that would, some, that would, some of the best in the world that came through his school, he said three words. He said, take dead aim. He said, take, dead, aim. And he meant something by that, that that pertained to them in golf, but I also think that pertains big to us in life as well. What he meant was that, sir, ma'am, when you're on the green and you are looking at that putt and you're lining it up, that hole is four and a quarter inches in diameter. You've got a ball that's about one and three quarters inches in diameter and you're going to hit it with a putter and you're going to get it in that hole. Here's what I want you to do is you stand over that 10-foot putt. I don't want you to say, I'm going to just get up there and just hit this ball in the general direction of that hole. What he meant by take dead aim was, I want you to take and pick you out the line that ball's going to travel and one blade of grass at the edge of that hole, and I want you to roll that ball over that one blade of grass on the way into the hole. I want you to take dead aim. I don't want you to somehow, I don't want you to do a, a, a Charlie Brown and Lucy I don't want you to, to fire the arrow against the fence and go up there with your, with your little cup of red paint and paint the circle around it. I want you to take dead aim. And so in our spiritual lives today, and that's, that's my heart's desire, is that we learn how to take 
dead aim. Science calls it target fixation. You ever been riding down the interstate and there was a big truck that was right beside you and as you were going by them, you can see their wheels turning and you just kind of look over there and you notice when you look over there and see their wheels turning that you start creeping in their direction. You, you get a little closer to them. That's what's called target fixation. Racers are taught in road race circles that you don't look to the corner, you look through the corner. You look all the way around to where you're going because where your eyes are fixed is where you're going to go. That's exactly the way it is with us. Where our attention is fixed, that's where we're going to go. So we're going to take that word, take dead aim today, and break it down. Number one today, that word, take dead aim, I want you to see first today, that A stands for this right here, alignment. Alignment. Taking dead aim requires alignment. Some, I'm, I'm 55 in my mid-50s, and so I can, I've been driving for many, many years. I think as I reflected back, I started driving at my grandparents' farm at about 10 years old. And so for some season, I've been driving, and many of you have as well. Has anybody here ever driven a vehicle that was out of alignment? I went and had my truck worked on, and I had the front, some front-end parts that were interchanged on it. And so my mechanic said, hey, here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to take it to the alignment shop because I've taken all this apart. I've replaced all the parts, put it all back together, but it's out of alignment. If you take a vehicle that's out of alignment and you're tooling down the road in it and you take your hands off the steering wheel, you know what will happen. It'll go in the ditch. I mean, you over to the side. I mean, because it's out of alignment. Lives do the same thing when they're out of alignment. People do the same thing when they're out of alignment. And so we hear in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is speaking here, and he has something to, to say as he prays. And we check it out in Matthew 11 and verse 28. He says, come to me. That, that's a part of alignment, right? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus says, here I am. I'm, I'm in a position of authority, and I want you to come to me. Come to me. Don't try to carry this spiritual burden and meet being right with God through the keeping of the law. Come to me. I'm, I'm here for this. This is why I am present. So come unto me, and he says, I'll give you rest. You know what that says to me just on the very front end of alignment? That it's a lot less tiring if we'll come into alignment. If we'll come into alignment with God, it is a lot less tiring than trying to do this thing on our own. So here he is, and Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Get, get saddled up with me and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you're going to find rest for your souls. So now, here he says in that first verse, 28, you'll find rest. He says in 29, you'll find rest. So let's, let's check out verse 30 then. See, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Boy, does that sound like people in our day? Does that sound like where people are today? Man, I see people that are carrying a burden that is so heavy that they are about to, to succumb to the weight of it because they're carrying that on their own. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yes, we do, church. We do know what we can do. We can come into alignment with what the Word of God has to say, align ourselves, because God always has a plan. He, you never catch God planless. 
He's always got one. And so he says, Woo, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Alignment. You know, sometimes we think prayer is talking God into doing what we want him to do. Well, we're pretty diligent about it often, aren't we? Okay, I'm going to get down in here. I can remember, man, I was just a young guy. I'd gotten saved early, early in my life at about 11 years old. But then I got exposed to Pentecost. That's another story for another day, but I got exposed to Pentecost at Dexter Assembly of God, first Pentecostal church I ever went to, later pastored it for 27 years. That's just kind of how God works you know, in, in ways that we don't really understand. But nonetheless, so I, I, I got exposed and I, and I found out that um, I got around, I came to church and I saw people. And man, when I came in, you know, I grew up in a church that on the way to church, my mama said this. Remember that spirit I told you about, I wrestled with a little bit, a, a, a mischievous spirit, you know what, I'm, what I mean? So, so on, on the way to church, here, I'm gonna get you in the car with us. All right, son, we on the way to church, and we're going to revival tonight. Because where I went to church, every if the door was unlocked, the nowels were there. I'm telling you, we, we went, woo, we, we went a lot, man. I'm, I mean, so we did. We, we were in there, and here's what she'd say to me. She'd say, now, son, now when we get there, you're going to have to be still. Oh, Lord. You're going to have to be still, and you're going to have to be quiet. Mm, man, I don't deer hunt today. I love y'all. Deer hunters, I love y'all. I can't stand to be cold. I can't stand to be still. And I can't stand to be quiet. So, so those things, I just can't do it. I, I just can't work it. And so she says, oh, son, you're going to have to be still. You're going to have to be quiet. So, I mean, that's, that's almost like a sentence, you know, on the way to there. So we ain't even got there yet. And so, but when I came, woo, when I came to Dexter Assembly and I walked in the door, and I'm telling you, they want nobody in there still or quiet. I said, oh, yes, sir, Lord. This right here is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, yeah, woo, hallelujah. Man, I mean, they wasn't still, I mean, they was buns that was moving you on top of heads, you know, and probably some other buns that was moving too. But anyway, man, they were, they were going at it, man. I said, what in the world is it? that y'all got going on around here. Man, I saw folks clapping and praising and, and, and I heard people speaking in some language. I said, I, I have no idea what that deal is, but sounds pretty cool, really. I, I don't know how they got a... Somebody said, have you ever heard of the baptism in the Holy Spirit? I said, whoa, nope. I don't think I ever heard of that before. So uh, I said, talk to me back. I said, I'm telling you, man, I wore some folks out in the altar trying to get me baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. And, and I didn't realize, and they didn't know to tell me, it's just a matter of alignment. You, you know, it's not where that God can't do it pretty quick. It's that sometimes he has to get some things right in me to get in alignment just to receive what he's got for me. And so when I, when I realized that, then I, then I came in that place. And so during that process, I started seeking the Lord for the baptism in the Holy Spirit at about September, October, November, somewhere early December. I said, Lord, I'm not going to eat again until you fill me with the Holy Spirit. Man, man, he knows how stupid we are sometimes. 
But I'm telling you, so I, I, so I was serious, man. I was hungry. Woo, man, I was desiring a touch from God. So here's what I did. I said, okay, God, I'm going to seek and fast and pray, and I'm going to focus on you. And, man, I'm telling you, about Wednesday afternoon, I said, God, you knew when I prayed that that I really wasn't serious as I should have been in the in long term. You know what I mean? It seems like you're holding out on me a little bit right here. And so I, I'm going to need to adjust on, on how we got it. So that's just an example of saying, you know what? Sometimes we think that if we get serious enough, then we can talk God into doing what we want him to do. What I realized was he wants to do it more than I wanted him to do it anyway. I just needed to get in alignment. That's how it is. And so alignment is not asking God to come do what I want him to do. It's simply getting in line so he can do what he wants to already. So that's, that's really where that deal is. Man, Jesus said, check it out, Matthew 26, 39. Check out what he said. He said to, uh, Father, let this cup pass from me. Jesus, 100% humanity, 100% God. And he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. It sounds a little bit like um, struggling with humanity, doesn't it? Let, let this cup pass from me. But notice what he does. But he comes immediately back into alignment. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Comes right back into alignment. Jesus knows about alignment. Boy, we could go. I got to roll to the, to the next ones. Uh, man, the, the saints in the upper room in Acts 2 1, they there 10 days. And it doesn't take God 10 days. It doesn't take God 10 days to do anything. I'm telling you, he, he created the whole world in six. So these 120 are gathered there, and what was it a matter of? It wasn't a matter of God not being able to. It was a matter of alignment because they were all in one mind and in one accord, and now the Spirit is poured out. They come into alignment. Boy, we could talk about Simon Peter as he walked on that water and as he focused on Jesus, he walked on that water, but he looked to the right or the left, heard the thunder and saw the, 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 the lightning flashing and he began to sink. What was it a matter of? Alignment. I think it's, I think it's pretty clear. Alignment is absolutely crucial for you and I. Coming into where God is, but when we come into alignment, we set that pride to the side and we walk past that and we say, God, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. And we come into alignment. Secondly, boy, do we need this in these days. That second letter in AIM stands for inspiration. Inspiration. If there's ever been a day in time that I know of in my life that we need to be a people of inspiration, it's now. Because there are others that are looking around and they're walking in fear. They're walking in anxiety. They're walking in nervousness. They're walking in, in so many things that are binding. I guarantee you right now, antidepressant prescriptions are at an all-time high. Guarantee you. People are trying to figure, how do I cope? How do I make it? How do I go? How do I get up day to day to day? How do I keep going when it looks like everything around us? Can I just relieve your mind just a hair? Yes, coronavirus is real. 
Yes, COVID-19 is a real deal. Yes, we live in a crazy day. Yes, all those things are going on. But I see it is appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment, you're not going home to be with Jesus a minute early or a minute late. There's going to be a time when it's time. And if that's it, then so be that. But if it's not, then he's going to take care of that as well. And so it's just a matter of trusting God in these days. Inspiration. Where does our inspiration come from? I promise you it's not secular media. <laughs> it's, it's not from, from cable media sources. It's not from the things that the world pumps into us. Man, I'll tell you where. Our, our inspiration comes right here from this word. Our inspiration. If we get in this word, yes, that's absolutely right. If we get in this word and this word gets in us, then it is impossible to shake the one who is filled up with this word. You can't shake them. You can't because this word, this is the what? The inspired word of God. And if we need to get inspired, then we get in this word of God and this word of God gets in us and then we have that inspiration. His word is our inspiration. His word. I, I can tell you from absolute experience, though I'll tell you this, my experience has nothing to do with whether the word of God's true. The old statement that uh, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. it that st middle statement doesn't need to be in there. God said it, and that settles it. It don't matter whether I believe it or not. And so what we see is, man, one day I'm tooling down the road. I'm riding a motorcycle. See this uh, major thoroughfare coming up to my right, and I'm on a, a four-lane road and got a turn lane in the middle. And as I'm tooling along there, I'm looking to the right, and I see a car coming off in the distance. And in my head, I said, you know, I better be careful because I don't want them to pull out there in front of me. So while I'm coming through that intersection, this car stops, but a truck in the turn lane that I'm not even looking at turns into the side of me. And so if you've been in this place with a dream where you look in that dream, you're looking over a balcony and you fall and your limbs are going everywhere and you can't control them. And then finally you wake up and you're hyperventilating. I've had that dream, but I had that reality when I got hit on a motorcycle. So I'm, I'm flopping everywhere, and my man, I'm telling you. And so finally, I get stopped among a, a group of signs right there, and I look up, and I mean, straddling that sign, right there's a signpost right there. I can reach out, and I said, I don't know if I'm alive or not. So I'm thinking, okay, I take a deep breath and say, I think that's pretty good right there. If I take a deep breath, and, and I know I did it, I think that's pretty good. So... Um, When the ambulance gets there, they say, son, here, I look down and my right arm will move and my left arm will move and my right leg is, is there and, and my foot's pointed up like that, like I'm laying down. And my left one, that left foot is 180 degrees the other way. So I said, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm serious. Just like, I said, oh, Nelly, this is not good right here at all. So I just lay my head back on the pavement. Then everybody begins to come, and the ambulance gets there, and they say, hey, man, here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to drag you out from around this sign. Whew, if I said to you today, my friend, that that foot was burning like you ain't never heard, I'm telling you, that thing was burning. So he said, I'm going to have to drag you out. So I said, okay, took me a deep breath. They drug me out, got me on a stretcher and got me in the ambulance, and while we on the way to the hospital, I, I tell you, an ambulance siren is a good thing if you lay inside the road, tore all up. 
So while we on the way, the paramedic says to me, man, you've just been in a serious wreck, and you seem to be doing better than we are. I said, i tell you why. Check this out. Psalm 46 and verse 1 was my devotion that morning. And you know what it said? God is my refuge and strength. He's my very present help in time of trouble. Sometimes we preach that in church, but I'm saying to you that laying on Industrial Boulevard, it'll work just as good as it does anywhere else that we go in a church service. Because it's true, because it's factual, because it's on the money. Hallelujah. I read Isaiah. Man, when I got to 41 and verse 10, we are grafted into the vine as spiritual Israel. Man, check it out. Psalm Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. He said, I'm with you. Laying beside the road, going through a challenging season, getting laid off from work, what going through times of prosperity. I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. So then he's with us and we can trust him to do his work, man. So for us today, as we prayed around here, man, it's not Ephesians 3.20 for our day and time right now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think by the power that works in us. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm getting inspired. Hallelujah. It's inspiration, church. It's inspiration. When we come into alignment then we have inspiration, and that brings me to number three, that M right there. Check out what it is. It is mission. It is mission. Hallelujah. The Lord God, yes, being our compass, mission would be north on the compass. Mission keeps us focused. Mission keeps us pointed in the right direction. Mission keeps us where we are, where we are not moved about by everything that goes on because there is a mission. Let's look at it. Matthew 28, verse 18. Check it out. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came and spoke to them and said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. If all authority has been given to him, why should I fear? But he says here, verse, keep going right here in verse 19. What's he go on to say? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what's going to go on with that? Next verse right here, verse 20. Check it out. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's the mission. That's the mission. That's, that right there is our heaven-given mandate that the Lord God gave to us, and that is our mission. And so as we think about the mission, as Pastor John has been preaching on, on real life issues and things that we're going to walk through and face and those things, man, if we'll come and take dead aim and get our focus on that mission right there, then we'll say, more so than the circumstances that I find myself in today, that lost person that I work with is more of a priority to me. Sounds a little bit like being selfless, doesn't it? I don't think we get any more like Jesus than when we're selfless. And so when we come to that, here's what we do with the people that are around about our life. Look at where they are. Just simply step to where they are. Here's the question that most often I ask. Tell me about your spiritual journey. Most everybody's got one, so it puts that, that conversation on their side. Tell me about it, okay? Tell me about your spiritual journey. Wow. Look at where they are. Love them right there. 
Love them right there. I'm telling you, no matter how together or jacked up they are, love them right there. Love them right where they are and lead them to Jesus. We had a couple not long ago that Lori and I invited out to lunch, and we went out to lunch and ate Mexican that day and said, hey, while we at lunch, we said, hey, uh, Dwayne, tell us about your spiritual journey. He talked about it a little bit and told us about what had gone on with him. And in a minute, Renee's probably somewhere about 50-ish. I said, Renee, tell me about your spiritual journey. She said, I'm just searching right now. I, I don't really have one of those. I said, you, you believe the Bible? I, I do. And so we went down through that reality of man's sinful Jesus died on the cross for us, gave us an opportunity to come to him. Would you like to ask Jesus to come into your heart today? At the Mexican restaurant, right in the middle of everything going on, and she says, yes, I would. I'm telling you, mm, salvation wins over burritos every day. Mm -hmm. So out loud, Miss <laughs> Laura's holding her hands across the table. I mean, there's folks everywhere, man. They are all looking... Oh, my goodness, man. So invited Jesus to come into her heart out loud in the Mexican restaurant and became a new creation in Christ Jesus in the middle of the Mexican restaurant. And I guarantee you, amen, man. It's okay to say thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, from uniform men to my grandmother to my best buddy while we wire in a, a nursing home in Griffin, Georgia in a, and staying in a hotel room to do that job, I'm saying, my friends, that wherever we are, people need Jesus. Wherever we are, everywhere we are. And so when we look at where they are, we love them there and we lead them to Jesus, that's what mission is. You say, well, what if I tell them because I've had a lot that I've told about Jesus and they didn't get saved right then. Maybe I got them closer. I read somewhere one time where somebody planted and somebody watered, but God gave the increase. So sometimes we planting and watering, but God said he'll give the increase. Wow, man. All right, here we go. We're going to wind down right here. I, I brought a... Uh, illustration with me today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tap that neighbor and wake them up. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to shoot them. That's right, man, that's right. Man, I, just for illustration purposes, this is really a cheesy illustration if I call this would represent God because I guarantee you, Brother Wade, he, he is a, a super compound, triple barrel, whatever you can say about a bow. I just don't know about all that stuff. So I found this one. So I'm going to say this represents, <laughs> this represents God and there's an arrow. And that arrow has some parts to it that are important. And this little tip right here has got a little groove in it. It's called a knock. It's called a knock, and that's the part that goes up against the string on that bow. That knock represents Jesus. Because they, in order to get connected to God, you got to have Jesus to make the connection. These little, little feathers are called fletchings, and that represents the Holy Spirit. You know what those do for an arrow? They help us, this arrow fly straight. The Holy Spirit will help us stay straight too. He'll help us go to the destination true. There's a shaft right here. Pretty cool looking thing there, Pastor Wade. There's a shaft right here. That represents the Word of God. 
That shaft representing the word of God. And then on the end, there's a tip. And that little tip on the end right there represents the church. Because that tip is the point of contact to this world. That tip is the point of contact to this world. Now, an arrow would often be either for practice or for destructive purposes, some would say. Though eating is a good purpose. I, I understand that. But I'm saying that we are the tip of the arrow and we're not set for destruction. We bring in life. We bring in hope. We bring in help. Man, and when I think about this right here and that this right here is us, I'm blown away at how much God trusts us. I'm blown away at how much he trusts us. Wow, so much so that, man, I found a, a, a verse. That's the center verse. If you t I'm in New King James right now, but if you took the King James Bible and you counted all the verses and you got to the center verse, I'd call that the bullseye. And so that bullseye verse is Psalm 118 and verse 8. Check this out. Here's what it has to say. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And doesn't that sound like the target? Doesn't that sound like exactly what God would say to us today? So Pastor Brad, at the end of our time today, what in the world are you saying to us? I'm saying in here, friend that is pre-Christian, hadn't come to faith in Jesus yet, it's time for alignment. It's time for alignment to get in line with what God's plan is for you on this earth. For my friend in here that has been struggling emotionally and really feeling the weight of it, and it, maybe inspiration is what you need today. Maybe inspiration is what it is. And for every one of us in this house, mission, mission sets our life course and our path and, and helps us go toward what God is it's progressive. You see it? Alignment, inspiration, mission. And now we're equipped by His Spirit to be a witness and to make a difference and to see people come to faith in Him. Wow. And in, in this time right here, can I trust God? Can I really, can I trust God? I'll tell you just one quick story and we go into the altar time. June of 1980. Some of you weren't even born yet. June of 1980. 12-year-old girl from a, a home where her dad was an alcoholic. Her mom was an enabler. Just at the end of what in the world are we going to do in life, man? A younger brother that her goal is to protect him and, and dad is drinking and abusive and, and all of that. And that little girl comes to camp in 1980, June. Comes through those gates, comes in that open tabernacle, hears the word of God preached, goes to that altar, and on that week, knelt down before the temporary altar that was there and asked Jesus to come into her heart. The next month, I'm, next month the next night, She's baptized in the Holy Spirit at that same camp and called into ministry. Doesn't really understand the depth of all that stuff means. Doesn't know what it all is about and exactly, but knows it got a passion for Jesus and a love for Him in her heart. And 
that we would pursue God and, and come into alignment and inspiration and mission and that we would later come to pastor for almost three decades and 40 years later to the month she'd come back on that campus as the one of the directors of Timberlake 40 years wow man mm. 40 years to the month now who could have said to her that day kneeling down at 12 years old and asking Jesus crying out desperately Lord I need you in my life because it is in a mess who would know the path that she would go down that 40 years later to the month she'd come there to be a part of leadership so when that next 12 year old little girl comes through that gate somebody is there to keep the fire burning and keep the keep the environment ready to go for the Lord's presence in this very youth camp year over 1400 steps of faith toward Jesus took place this very summer wow man wow if we'd have said that day this is how God's going to work and one day you're going to be in charge of the environment that another little girl just like you comes into she couldn't have received it because we don't know today the things that God has got lined up decades down the road but God does I ask the question again can we trust him church can we trust him is he faithful yes yes he is absolutely faithful and we can trust him God has got a plan and he's got one for you today too Man, I, here's, what, here's what I think we need to do right here. For those that are, that are struggling with alignment, uh, of just surrendering it and coming before God and just laying it all down before Him, if, that, if you're wrestling in that arena, man, I'm going to ask you to come right over here in this area in just a minute. And those that are needing inspiration, I, I just need the fuel of the Holy Ghost to flood my life and re-inspire my heart and reignite the flame. Jesus said it like this. He said, mm, a bruised reed he'll not cast away and smoking flax he won't extinguish. If there's just been a little smoke in your urn lately and a floating wick that's about out of oil he said I want to pour in the oil of the Holy Spirit and let that wick be reignited and you be energized again I'm calling it inspiration and mission if you know those that you say those are in my journey and I need them to come to faith in Christ your family your co-workers folks that are around your life people that you're going to meet next and later down the road need to come to faith in Christ and many times going to do that through us so if you got somebody on your heart come on let's all over this house let's just begin to stand and uh, alignment inspiration and mission we ready to go come on man we're going to begin to lift it up build my life amen man Pastor John yes come on man come on inspiration right here in the front come on hallelujah alignment man alignment takes a little boldness I realize mission hallelujah yeah come on come on come on that's right wow man come on
Yeah, yeah. Do you think as this song right here is being shared and just dawned on my heart as the chorus of that song, it's about alignment and inspiration and mission. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on. We good to go? Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, God. Wow. Again, just to put your hand on the back of that person right next to you. Yeah. Begin to put your hand right there on their back. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah, man. Amen. Worthy of every Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. Begin to lift it up. God, let their, let the, the boldness to witness overflow, saturate, fill up with the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, God. Begin to call their names out. Begin to call their names out. Begin to say, oh, God, reach down and touch David and Sherry. Oh, hallelujah. Paul and, and Jennifer and begin to pray, to pray it out. Begin to pray it out. Come on. Come on. Begin to lift it up. I'm telling you, the devil's not shy about keeping them lost. Let's don't be shy about God saving them. Come on. Lift it up. Lift it up. Ask the Lord God to come. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is no one like you. And uh, say, man, I want to be right in that. I'm calling it the sweet spot. In that place where it's unmistakable that it's God. He's working that. Both of you know the Lord and, and have, have a relationship with Him. He's coming to get closer. Amen. Can I believe God with you today? I'm, man, let's do it. Man. Let's do it. Yes, Father God. Lord, I lift up this couple before you now in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for the boldness to take a step of faith Jesus, in your direction. You said you'd honor it, Lord God. And right now, today, I believe you to honor it, Lord God, with alignment Jesus, in their the life. Lord, I believe you under the fountain of heaven, Lord, that you'd pour your spirit over their lives. Lord, I pray that in any arena that's been held back from them, Lord God, I pray today be a day of release and of saturation in the name of Jesus. Lord God, give them courage and boldness and the ability to walk there out that alignment no with you, Father God. Lord, I praise there you for the fruit of what you're going to bring to a, to a couple whose heart is to be aligned with your purpose. Lord, I bless you for them now in Jesus' name. Amen, mighty God. Amen. 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 Amen, God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Inspiration. You guys down here for inspiration? Amen. 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 Hey, inspiration's been kind of hard to come by for a little while. He's got more than enough, my friend. I'm, I'm telling you. He loves you with an absolute everlasting love. And he wants to pour that over you. As you read his word, just be saturated in that. Be sat- you open that up and say, I like the Bible. You know, I got it on my phone, you version. I like to open that word. And uh, I'm going to encourage you to get in there. Get in there. Get in there every day. Let him encourage you. When you get up in the morning, yes, absolutely, before you go to bed at night, read that, man. Start in the, in the Psalms. Just read a Psalm a day if, if need be. Proverbs, right in there. Ask God, man. I'm going to ask him today just to flood you, overflow you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, my God, you are the inspirer. God, I believe you to do it today in Jesus' name. Oh,
Let your spirit over this young lady be the inspiration. Lord God, I pray right now over everyone at this altar. God, you be the one to bring that inspiration in the name of Jesus. Saturate with your word, Lord God, I pray. Father God, let it be an adventure day to day to day to day to, to know and to walk it out with what you have to say to this dear young lady's heart, Father God. Speak it clear to her, I pray. Inspiration crew that's here today, right here at this altar right now. Mm, you're here to get filled up today to get poured out. As you are inspired, you're going to be an inspiration. You're going to be the one. When you see that one wrestling with the weight of the world in our day, you're going to be that one with an encouraging word, with the, with the word of God in your heart, room and large. You're going to be the one to come and say, hey, hey, think about this right here. Check out Psalm 46. Check this out right here. And you're going to be that. Father, I just release it over this whole group that's right here for inspiration today, Father God. Lord, we bind the spirit of depression and of anxiety and of that enemy coming along with a spirit of fear. Father, I thank you right now for power and love and a sound mind and the ability to rest well and the ability to function, Lord God, in, in, a, in an unusual day and even in a harsh environment Father God I just pray over their lives right now that the power of your spirit flood their lives to overflowing Lord that out of their innermost being mm, there's not going to flow a drip or a trickle but there's going to flow rivers of living water in Jesus name flood them God flood these I pray Holy Spirit yes God mm. and three words for those that are here missional afraid no more. Afraid no more. Not afraid anymore. Not afraid anymore. Now it may be the Holy Spirit says, hold up, just hold up, just, just go to this place and just hang on. My friend, you won't let fear keep you from being willing to share your faith any longer. Because that's the lifeline. If you came to to Timberlake and you looked out and there was a 10 year old boy that jumped in the pool that can't swim would you throw him a, a, a life a ring would you would you jump in to help him Would you, man I'm telling you somebody going to hell for eternity is a serious deal don't be afraid anymore don't be afraid anymore say what if they laugh and the very ones that laugh will be the ones that turn their heart to faith in Jesus Christ. It may be that you plant water, God's going to give the increase. Father God, over these missional hearts that are right now in this room, I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, the timing just be, Lord, that, that heavenly, divine intersection of bringing them into contact with those that need to be born again. 
Father God, I believe you. Take that fear completely away. Let your power flood their lives with unmistakable clarity. Let them walk it out for your glory and honor. And God, when it comes time to ask the question, would you like to pray now? Lord, they won't have any fear about that right there. Lord, they're going to take that step of faith and they're going to obey what you say. God, I praise you right now for the fruit. Woo-wee, it's coming. From the, for the fruit that's coming, Lord, I want to give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. How about it, Christ Chapel family? Can we just say thank you, God? Pastor John, good to go, man. Wow. Wow. Are you encouraged this morning? Holy Spirit. Hey, y'all, just, just hold up. Just stand on. We'll dismiss everybody here. I want to put this one thought in your, in your head. First of all, thank you, Pastor. That was just wonderful. Yes, praise the Lord. When he did the arrow and the bow, I was thinking about a car. You know, you can have it aligned. You can have it fueled in service. But if it don't go nowhere, it's a show car. I don't want to be a show Christian. I, I want to go. I want to. Have, and if you drive, you're going to get dinged up. That's what's wrong. I got high mileage on my life. Late model high mileage. We got we to gotta work while it's day. Because night cometh when no man can work. What a timely word, Pastor. And I just want to say publicly how grateful I am that the Lord would send us people like Wade and Jason and Pastor Brad and others to bring us the Word of God. What a variety of styles and insights. And like Mama Sheila says, when somebody's preaching good, you just say, yum, yum, and, 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 and eat up. So, Lord, so Lord, we humble ourselves like little children right now. And I'm asking you for us, align us, O oh Lord. Inspire us, O oh Lord. And send us out in the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus might be glorified. And all God's people said, Amen. Have a wonderful Lord's Day today. God bless you.